hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome to the Riverdale Register. What do we do now? Are you serious? Hi everyone, it's Riverdale. <laughs> you go now. You talk now. I think this is a thing that people like. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> do you cut it out? I wouldn't know. <laughs> now I want to I wanna poll the audience. How much do you like it when Caitlin asks, how does this show work every episode? How does the show work, guys? Just tell me. No one, I scream into the abyss. Nobody tells me. Actually, that reminds me. I should pull up our Instagram <laughs> because it seems like people might have a question. Um, I did put out a call for questions. And I did not get any, actually, this time. <clears throat> so You did that yesterday. I did do it yesterday. Wow. Guys, you're usually so active on Here's here. Here's a question. What the hell, guys? <laughs> what the hell? Well, I have a question, John. Do you think that Archie's actually seeing all of those people individually? Or was that just like a thing for the audience, all the soldiers? Like, was he actually seeing them at all the different places that he went? Yes. He was? Yes. And then he was like, ugh, ghosts. Yeah. Okay. I thought it might have been a metaphor, but I also knew it, he was being tortured. I think tortured. it's both. Yeah, you know, it is both, I suppose, yes. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm very happy that something that happened also earlier in this season completely paid off, that we predicted with the book. Oh, so, yeah. Here, yeah. Well, I mean, it happened so early in the season that the writer might have been listening to the podcast and been like, ooh, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, we should bring that and, back. And like, brought that back around. That's, to- that's totally it. That's and totally we did it. it. Yeah. We finally did it. That That's our proof. <laughs> I think it uh, it could have been, though it's probably our thing, but it could have been that they had this plan for a while and they just, like, forgot about it. I don't believe any of this could have been planned. I Listen, if, if this is planned, then I can't believe they, on the whiteboard, was like, okay... Betty starts investigating trucker murders. And then we have 10 episodes <laughs> of her investigating trucker murders. Right. That's insane. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of episodes. But, but yeah, should we get into it? This episode is uh, not last week's episode. Yeah. But is uh, <clears throat> directed by the same person as last week's episode, Robin Givens. Robin, hey. Which is surprising. This one's very, very different, using a bunch of different kinds of skills. I think this one is a much harder episode to direct than last week's. Yes, for sure. This episode was written by Janine Salinas Schoenberg, who also wrote The Preppy Murders, which means she killed Brett. Oh, oh, Janine. Janine. We have to talk to you. And she wrote Halloween. Which took place on Halloween. It did take place on Halloween. So that makes sense, yeah. Uh, I have... I have four plot lines for this episode. Uh, I didn't not the be, not my best titles. Totally. Uh, we got military tribunal, PTSD, easy. Uh, we have the palladium is in the model. Uh, we have drama club, and we have don't you still have a manuscript? Well, all of this sounds great, but I think we should talk about the title of the episode first. Oh on. yeah, I can't believe uh, uh, al- you let me do that. It's almost like <clears throat> it's almost like you don't know how the show works. <laughs> So this episode is titled Band of Brothers, which is uh, the title of the, a mini-series by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, actually. And it's pretty obvious why Band of Brothers is the title, because the miniseries is about uh, people in World War II doing uh, World War II things. <coughs> Archie's in the military. He has a band of brothers who are all very hot. 
I just want to point that out. Do um, we hold on? Yeah. You're talking about the men who stand in the far background in military fatigue. No, well, I can't tell anything about these humans. <laughs> no, I can't no. believe we named the episode after the people who never we never grow to learn to know in any way. No, here's the thing though. In that scene where they're not in like the military fatigues and covered in like blood and stuff. You're the one shot. Yes. Yeah, I thought they are very good looking people. I'm like, who cares? I mean, I'm not saying that that's their only good trait, but it's 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 know. John annual falling out with Riverdale. Yeah, don't we're gonna I, we're gonna keep is, the emotions. This episode should have been stable. called the Trauma Boys. The Trauma. Oh, the Trauma Boys. What is that based on? Just me calling Frank, Archie, and Eric the Trauma Boys. That would be a good spinoff. Just just three damaged men. Three damaged men. <laughs> That's another title. Three damaged do. men and a baby. That should be the show. Who, oh my god, they like take Tony's Can, baby. Yeah, they protect Tony's baby from like a mob or something. Wait. That's a great spec script idea. It, I, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I kind of do want to have the ghoulies come and try to take Tony's baby. Exactly. Three, three, three damaged men. Three damaged men and a baby. In Archie's house. Exactly. So that's the alternate title for this episode. But, but yeah, so... Uh, Why doesn't anything happen in this show? Well, a lot of things happened. Um, there were pink, pink-dressed pink women in flight attendant costumes. <laughs> I, and I'm gonna and be, that's the kind of image they'll like tweet out and be like, you won't believe what's coming in Riverdale this week. I, I have to be honest, I want to start with that one because I truly did not understand it and I was watching it pretty closely. <laughs> okay, so uh, perfect. So yeah. I titled this one, The Palladium is in the model. I didn't get any of that. Okay, so. great. Chad Skypes Veronica. I think it's very funny they use the Skype ringtone. Yeah. Because in this day and age, it's all about Skype, I can't believe Skype which was the video call app, didn't get big in the pandemic. That Zoom beat out Skype. It is weird that Zoom, and the other one was Blue Jeans or something? Never heard of that. Blue Jeans, I thought was the weirdest name for a it's video It's a terrible app. name, yeah. Maybe it's like, if you can be in a video call, you can wear your Blue Jeans. Because <laughs> they're not going to see your pants. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I have no idea. This, <laughs> I like to think when they were pitching that to investors, like, you know, because you just want to wear denim at the work day. Right, exactly. Exactly. Blue jeans. He's figured out how to solve their uh, vague financial problems with, quote, a little something something, unquote. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Maybe this is why I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> this whole plotline is like, we have money problems. What kind? Bad kinds. I figured out a way to solve it. How? Easily. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, that's kind of all I want to know if I have money problems, honestly. <laughs> that's as much as I can handle. No details. Well, uh, Veronica, Veronica, and, and remember, Chad, Chad, of course, is still trying to save his marriage. Sure. Uh, Doing a great job. While, while dealing with this tough money issues. And she calls him a screw up. And Fair. she says Pearls and Posh is doing so well, she'll be able to divorce his ass soon. Okay. So and he's like, but I still love you. And then she hangs up on him. Bye. And the Skype call. So, you know what? We're going to get there. Remember when, <laughs> when she and Reggie got those hot tips on some investments and then got all those people who invest in something? So I know that neither of us majored in business or know absolutely anything about this, but we're missing some information. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No. The... the it's not on you. Okay, cool. Because the whole time this I was is like, like <laughs> only I, I should know more about business, stuff. A business plotline written by theater kids. 
<laughs> and now I want like Wall Street the musical because I feel like that would be really funny. Yeah. Like written by that guy who does the TikToks about Fast and Furious musicals. <gasps> I love that guy. I love that guy. Veronica gets a call from the SEC, which is, I, I had to look this up, the Securities and Exchange Commission, which enforces the law against market manipulation. I thought that was a fictional thing. So... So it's not. No, it's a real thing. Okay. It's a thing we actually have. I thought it was like... It's, a... the, the line is blurry on this show, right? right? Yeah. Because <laughs> they could have made up like a fake version of this, too. Right. But I guess people don't really know what that is in general. And by people, I mean me. But yeah. Caitlin's in general are not familiar Caitlin's with the not, SEC. not familiar. Yeah. No. It, it, and honestly, just mar- thinking about market manipulation has me thinking about... Veronica um, Bucks? No, no. The GameStop stuff that's been going on. Yes. And how I wish... They were paying attention to that news story when they were crafting this financial storyline. Interesting. Like, it would have been cool if Veronica had found out that Chad and her dad had shorted something. Like how... So I'm going to explain some of the GameStop stuff to you right now. Is that um, GameStop as a business wasn't doing so well. So a bunch of people bought it. A bunch of um, uh, uh, hedge funds, which are very cash flush investors... Uh, start betting on it to fail, which is shorting it. So like, yeah, that's the part I don't understand. I did buy some GameStop stock, <clears throat> however, despite yeah, that understanding. They're like, yeah, it's like buying and trading stock that doesn't technically exist at that point, and expecting the stock to become available as soon as the uh, business falls through. Okay. But having all these other people buy it and not trade the stock at all means that the it kind of manipulates the the stock into becoming more valuable because you can't get your hands on it because no one is selling it. Right. And so now the business isn't failing anymore from that perspective and it could cause all these hedge funds to like start bleeding money. Mm. Except now they're just Brendan's really into it. My roommate Brendan is super into it and they're like trading f- fake money with each other to keep it flowing right. It's this whole mess. Yeah. But it's still better than what Veronica's plot is here. Right, I, I understand that vaguely. In this plot, I'm very confused by. Yes. So. And I will take that. Yeah. But not go too in-depth about GameStop. Don't worry. That's a diff- You can go to other podcasts for that. Yeah. The SEC calls Veronica to set up an inspection, and apparently uh, their books are still dirty. A fact I did not know one way or the other, but... What does that is, mean? Um... <clears throat> Is Veronica, we're Veronica. If the if the SEC looks at their books where they are trading things that we have not been told about, okay, they would say, "Hmm, these are bad books," okay. and and we don't want that because we're on Veronica's side because she was fourteen or 50, 16 when we met her, uh, and that's that's why. So question, question, other question. When Reggie and Veronica were doing a thing, that was bad. Uh, I. I don't know. Okay, because that's the thing. I'm From what I understood, about. that was fine. Right. I don't. I don't know why this is. Why they are. I think it's still connected to Chad's money. Okay. Chad's deals. Cool. But I'm telling you now, this isn't your fault. This isn't my fault. This is. This is on them. They. They wrote this plot, <laughs> and with no idea what they were talking about. You know, this is exactly what I worry about when I write things because I'm always like, oh, can I really write about this? I really know nothing about it. But like, it'll be like, I don't know anything about North Carolina. Can I write something set in North Carolina? <laughs> this is why I think I'm going to become one of those guys who like goes and lives in a cabin for a little bit to write stuff where I'm like, I, if I want to write something set in the desert, I got to live in the desert. <laughs> right. Yeah. That sounds not like me and I will never do that probably. Mm. But that's because I don't like to rough it. I prefer comfort. Yeah. So... 
I guess it's always it always comes down to the same thing with Veronica, which is she needs more money to make her problem go away. Right, which I understand. So. Right, I just I, you could make it much more simple than this, but uh, oh, also she's convinced Chad called the SEC. The SEC does not say your husband informed us that we should look into you. Right. No, Chad never says. Oh, did the SEC call or anything? There's no nothing outside of Veronica's conviction suggests Chad did anything wrong. But he probably did, right? Are you kidding? Chad's a great guy. Well, you know, he's a, he's a good, even great guys make mistakes. He loves his wife. He's just I don't think he did this. <laughs> Veronica could solve all her money problems if they just had her father's palladium. I guess. So they know about the Palladium? So every, everyone knows about the Palladium now. When did they find out? Everyone watched that episode where they explained Hiram's backstory. Right. Okay. So we all know. Cool. <clears throat> I guess Reggie's been going around town telling everyone about the Palladium. I guess so. He has no loyalty, this man. And just to people named Wadge. I mean, yeah, but even... Ugh. Him and Veronica are definitely going to bang, right? De- definitely. Didn't they already? No, but like, again... I, they should. They should. They won't because Veronica's doing all of this so she can have sex with Archie again. I guess. Very weird. Uh, Reggie thinks Hermosa might know where the Palladium is and reveals that he should call her because he and her had a, uh, quote, thing. Which seems kind of serious. Well, I got excited for a second because I thought we were about to see Hermosa play a radically different version of herself, someone who's in love with Reggie. You know, yeah. uh, And instead we got just Reggie talking on the phone to someone. COVID season. Yeah. Maybe one it. day. Maybe one day, though. I, I just feel like no one else is playing with one hand tied behind their backs like Riverdale is playing with one hand tied behind their backs. I think that there must be some particular reason. Maybe it's like a contract thing. I don't know. Or like they're extra cautious because they did get shut down because of COVID at one point. Yeah. Or, but like it's yeah. ridiculous. They don't go anywhere. They don't have people come into anything. They, they're, it's, they, everything is implied to have happened in scene. All the interesting scenes happen off scene and we just see people deciding to do other interesting things well, in easy I, locations. I won't say that they, it's not that they don't have people come in. They definitely do. We get like a new character like every episode. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's like oh, local Canadian actor right, plays yeah. trucker. Right. I think that's probably the difference. They're not flying in somebody who might have been on a different movie. But sure. Yeah. Or like Archie's plot revolves around preparing for a military tribunal that we don't get to see. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. <sighs> so Hermosa tells Reggie where the Palladium is. It's barely hidden. It's in Hiram's office where he didn't change any of the security code <laughs> since Reggie left, which is stupid. He keeps his palladium under the mo- the scale model of Hiram Land. Great so like idea. there's there's like if you were playing with the Ferris wheel, there's one in each Ferris wheel compartment. <laughs> uh, there's one underneath the 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 little the teacups ride and oh, stuff. So uh, cool to have a just, ride. just little lumps of palladium, and these things aren't nailed down where you have to unscrew them to even open them to get the palladium out. They're just sitting there. Anyone could just knock one over and be like, "Oh, palladium, the most valuable metal on earth." Which it's not, I don't think, by the way. It is real, I'm pretty sure. And Hiram's only keeping it there because he needs to keep track of what palladium he needs to power all of the rides in the park. <laughs> the, the model is actually being powered. Like, it's an electric thing. Like, Yeah, there's the... a little train that goes around. Doo, yeah. Doo, Iron Man. It's great. It's great. Let the man have his fun. So Veronica's, like, holding palladium in her hand, in her hand, and she's like, okay, Reggie, off the top of my head, idea. 
we should melt all this palladium into Spanish doubloons and then auction them <laughs> off. Wait, that's so illegal, right? I just, I wanted Reg to be like, why Spanish doubloons? <laughs> like, you can make anything. And she's like, well, I'm, you know. I like, want to make Spanish doubloons. He's like, yeah, you're Brazilian. Why Spanish doubloons? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea why she... Specific, it's like very Pirates of the Caribbean, isn't it's, it? It's just always this character is like, she's been thinking about something <laughs> in her head that no one else has clued in on. It's like, it has to be this. It has to be this. She's like, yeah, I, I just watched the Pirates movies last night. So we're doing Spanish doubloons. I love them. Amazing. Anyway, Veronica brings Cheryl in on her scheme because she needs to pretend that Palladium came from Cheryl's mines. And Cheryl's like, yes, we were mining that two episodes ago. I don't think we're ever going to bring that up again, but you can say that. Also, I like screwing your father. So, but if the Palladium came from the mines, then why would it become Spanish doubloons? Right, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, in theory, this would be dangerous because this would be Hiram taking confirmation that there is Palladium right. under Cheryl's land, giving right. him more reason to want to take her land. Right. I don't understand the palladium part. No, this is a total... It's so sweaty. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I, I've never heard that. Joke, I've started I listening it. to uh, Blank Check with Griffin and David. Which oh, is I a, know It's that. a filmography podcast that Jacob recommended. Oh, it's about the movie Blank Check? No, 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 no. It's, oh. a, it's about directors <laughs> directors who get blank checks from Hollywood to like... So like they follow like the, the Nolan career or the Wachowski's career. Oh, that's or cool. Or M. Night Shyamalan's yeah. career for a bunch of episodes. Just talking about all of the movies they've done. I love M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. You should listen of all to their the, series. Of M. all M. those Shyamalan. people. Of those three, that was the one you picked. Yeah. Did I mention Spielberg? <laughs> no, I, I you didn't, but M. Night Shyamalan is my person. I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> there's zero irony in my yeah. voice. I fucking love him. Even his latter yes, work? even his latter work. Oh, man. Yeah. If he made any movie, I would see it. So have you seen The Last Airbender? No, not that one. <laughs> okay, so I've not seen any of the movies that aren't thrillers. I've not seen those. Okay, so I, what oh, are you talking about I love then? his thrillers. His okay. great. Did you see Split? Yeah, did I did not. Did you see Glass? Okay, so I liked Split a lot. Glass, I got very bored, but I was also, I had a very bad fever. So, um... I, did, I had no idea you were a massive M. Night fan. I'm a, I am a massive M. Night fan. I'm okay. not being ironic, I am. Like, The Sixth Sense is the reason why I wanted to, like, study film and, like, write. The Sixth right, Sense right. is my favorite movie. I agree. Early M. Night. But, like, <laughs> all of M. Night? Yeah, I think... After I Earth. I think he's very smart. No, I said I don't watch the non-thrillers. After Earth is not a thriller. And you don't love M. Night. You no, love thrillers. No, I love the movies that he makes on his own. The Visit... The, um, even Old Beach. I loved Old Beach. <laughs> so, no, here's the thing. I, I love him. I love him. His show Servant on Apple TV. Look, here's the thing. I will defend this man to the death. He's so nice. He loves his family. I just think he's wonderful. Sure, I think he's nice. I think he loves his family. I he's just a great also filmmaker. think he hasn't, nope. he hasn't had the goods in a while. No, no, I disagree. I disagree. I think he's been stifled by the studio system. And when he's allowed to shine, he makes really great work. And that's all I will say about it. This is a M. Night Shyamalan fandom podcast, and that is all I will ha- hear about M. Night. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. That got really, really passionate. Whew. I didn't know why either. I think about him a lot, though. <laughs> I just think that he got short- shorted by Hollywood in many ways. Palladium. <laughs> so Veronica auctions off her Palladium doubloons. 
a bunch of high energy camera shots as Hiram and other people bid and they go whoosh whenever they bring up their their paddle. Yeah. Uh, and then Veronica just blatantly ignores Hiram's bids. Feels illegal. So that so, yeah, so that someone else wins it. And like Hiram can be able to call, I don't know, the SEC on you at that point. I, I don't feel know. Like, Do they I have feel like there's an authority that can be called in when you're just not letting people bid on stuff. Right, that feels like illegal. Yeah. Like a lot of the things she does feels she illegal. Feels, it feels like she's doing a lot of illegal shit and we're supposed to be on her side because girl power. Yeah, girl boss gets like that, it's like that's her perspective on everything. Is yeah. she's like, yeah, but I'm a girl boss, so right. It's actually not great, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's really not. I hate it so much. Tabitha is a much better boss. Uh, Veronica, yes, Tabitha is doing everything I wish Veronica were were goddamn doing. Do you think that maybe Tabitha is going to take over for like one of the characters? No, it just feels no. Weird to I me. think Tabitha is going to get wasted. Oh. I love Tabitha. I think Tabitha is going to get in a relationship with Jughead and then just be Jughead's girlfriend mm. until she's like leaves the show for some reason. I don't oh. trust them. I don't think they're going to do it well. Not currently, at least. Not at this point in the season where I'm where I'm against the show because they keep not doing anything. I want more Tabitha. That's all I'm saying. I know. I know what you want, and yeah. I want to go back in time and just ha- tell them, be like, everything you're planning for Tabitha. Just make Veronica do that Yes. Stuff. Well, I think that is fair because I do think that there is a world where Tabitha and Veronica, uh, not Tabitha and Veronica, Veronica and Betty could do a lot of things that Betty and Tabitha, Tabitha are doing. doing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, explore Veronica and Jughead's relationship because I feel like there's still room to have a conversation about wealthy girl and poor boy yeah. being friends yeah. and they haven't ever tried to be friends. Right. But Veronica and Betty have not talked in like many episodes. Yes. So I know. Yeah, how, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get. There. How how have they still not learned this on this show? I have a, I have some production theories, but anyway, we'll get there. <sighs> they all hate each other behind the scenes. No, I think they don't. That's the thing. That's the weird <clears throat> thing. I think they actually really like each other. Yeah, I think so too. That's the weirder thing about it. So, Chad skypes Veronica again. He wants to invite her to his investment going public launch party for Copter Cab, which is is a first-class helicopter taxi running from New York City to Marsha's Vineyard, and he's a silent partner. You know what? That sounds like a perfectly fine business scheme for a rich guy to want to get into. Except that he was in a helicopter crash going from New York City to Marsha's Vineyard. So was it the cab company that crashed the helicopter? I guess it's just weird not to bring that up. It's, <laughs> I would want to keep that quiet, too, if I'm trying to invest in a helicopter cab company. I don't think that makes him a bad person for wanting to invest in it. No, I just think it's weird that the show didn't bring up the fact that he's investing in a company. Where <laughs> they do. They do later. They do? This is... Yeah. I don't remember that at all. You don't all. remember this plot line at all. No, I remember the plot line. I don't remember them bringing it up. This It's her big girl boss victory at the end. Of the helicopter crash? Let's get there, because I think I may have forgotten a lot of this plot. <laughs> He's excited because he wants to, you know, have everyone invest in his company together. Right. Him, yeah. Hiram, Veronica, family thing. <laughs> uh, she won't, though, because she's already made the money. She needs to dump him and sleep with Archie. She doesn't say that. No. Specifically. It's, just, it's, all, it's all I hear. It's implied. So he still invites her to the party, celebrating Copter Cab going public. Which is and like eight people. Reggie, Reggie's like, you're going to that party. And then... Uh, Veronica's like, yeah, I'm playing offense. I'm getting Chad out of my life. Mm. And I'm there like, he hasn't done a single thing to you. You did cheat on him with he, your high school boyfriend. You but. Ha- yeah, he has not hurt you 
in any way. Well, he did uh, make some bad investments. Vague, bad <laughs> investments that they have vaguely avoided any consequences for. I want to see poor Veronica just take all of her money. Stop threatening to take all of her money and take all of her money. I'm losing my mind. Chad's losing <laughs> this his mind. This episode is making me lose my mind. Chad and the investors, who are all a bunch of bros. I liked it. They're all like, yeah, money. Yeah, it is uh, great. Uh, they, they, they celebrate their business going public, and then Veronica comes in with a legion of girls dressed like pink flight attendants from the 60s or 70s. Yeah, like Pan Am, but uh, pink. Yeah, and she calls them good time girls. So I'm like, prostitutes? Yeah. yeah. I just imagining, oh, my wife and all these prostitutes for <laughs> her father and all of my bros. <laughs> Boy, I really picked my girl. Yeah, yeah. Then, then one of the bros is like, my boysenberry is blowing up. There's something wrong with the copter cab, cab, copter cab stock. Uh, and it's crashing. Mm. The stock is crashing. Right. Like a helicopter crash. Uh-huh. And spiraling, going down. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, they have a little they have a little breath and it, and everything is bars except for the copter crab, which is just a uh, 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 and it's bummer. crashing because Veronica revealed to the Wallbeat Journal. You know the Wallbeat Journal. Right. It's the best newspaper yeah. for beating walls. Right. <laughs> sure. They've been they've been reporting about how Chad crashed a helicopter once. Don't remember that at all. By accident. Uh-huh. Uh, so we still haven't proved that he crashed the helicopter on purpose. I guess, yeah. And he starts freaking out because it's like, oh yeah, who would want to invest in a company where one of the head guys crashed a helicopter one time? But he was driving that helicopter? He was flying the helicopter himself. So regardless, he's not always going to be driving the helicopter. In fact, this is this is him hiring a company to fly the helicopter <laughs> for him. Right. With professionals flying the helicopters. Right. Also, was this a secret helicopter crash? Because they're well, both yes. famous. They reveal Ish. that it is a secret helicopter crash. Okay. Crash. He paid to cover it up. Right. It's just a weird, like, why? Why? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm happy they brought it up. I, <laughs> I forgot about this. And then, and then this, is, this is the quote she says to him. <clears throat> Whatever you think I am doesn't come close to what you are. Which is scum, a worthless, pathetic little worm. This man has done nothing but love you, try to save this marriage, and try to save himself from the financial ruin he's gotten both of you into. She tells him he will never land anything. He is not an alpha, but a born beta. She says this to her husband in front of investors in a business that he worked really hard on. I love how you're like, justice for Jack. I'm... I, you can't make me hate Chad. No, no. To I, the level that she, like she, her aggression, she, yeah, that's insane, right? Yes. That's going so hard to a guy <laughs> who, like, like if we had seen him like abuse her in some way, right? We I, definitely didn't. No, no, no. That would, has not happened. Has he? I'm trying to think if there was any. Did he cheat on her? Even no, She's right? All she has been mildly unhappy. Right. I can't. He wanted her to have a baby. Yeah. Which she didn't she, want. She just doesn't want kids. Right. And then he, I mean, he was definitely like vaguely, we could have gone harder, I think. We could have gone a lot harder. Yeah. 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 I would, what if he just burst into tears? <laughs> like, I mean, he turns and hides his face from everyone. I think he is crying while he's like slamming the mini bar. Yeah, he's just like, play the music loud. Please, <laughs> I can't let, let her Are the good time girls still here? No, they left with your wife. 
that. Yeah, yeah. So Chad's not going to be back on the show. I think this was his... Uh, is this the end of Chad? I think so. I think this is it. This is really... I mean, poor guy. Uh, it's a little uh, yikes. Also, the actor never really got to do anything that interesting. I think he's a great actor, though. He was on um, the Betty Bod- Broderick story, playing a young Christian Slater. I talked yeah, about multiple yeah. times. We, it's, it's, the, it's our main fact about him. Yeah, main fact. With Tierra Scope who plays Polly. Right. It's sad, because he's a great actor. But uh, Chad was a... Uh, was not a terrible person, I guess, and uh, Chad never got the opportunity to be anything. Yeah, except Mini Hiram. Well, he's also not any worse than Veronica when it comes to like the financial stuff. Yeah. So that's yeah. You know. Anyway, Hiram promises Veronica he hasn't been affected by this. His money's <laughs> just fine. She's like, well, maybe you should check your Hiramland model again. Oh no! When he does, he finds they have, they have they left little fake spray painted palladium uh, clay under there and clever he's really upset and like rage and disbelief yeah. Yeah. i kind of just i mean i don't know how to say this but like hiram maybe you should just like start hurting your daughter she's gonna if she's gonna play you like this uh don't 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 hurt your daughter but it is weird that he's not that's never been a line he's considered crossing. right right like why, like, like you've, like why not? You've murdered so many other people, and she's done you more dirty than any of them. And I'm just like... Well, she didn't kill his dad, but, but she couldn't have. That's right. She has not murdered his father. Right. She did take his father's last name for a while, which yeah. he took as a pretty big insult. Even though it seems like he liked his dad? No, he didn't like his dad. Well, he sort of liked his dad. He kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he never he yeah. never got the opportunity to reconcile with his father. He liked his dad enough to murder his dad's murderer. He's a complicated man. He's a complicated man. Yeah. But that's the uh, end of the Veronica plot. A doozy. When was the last time I enjoyed a Veronica storyline? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a it's What been was a she doing in season one? She... Oh, that was when her dad was scary. Right, her dad was scary. It <laughs> was like in camera. the fringes. Yeah. Yeah. And I... then ever since then, it's always just been like, Daddy, I hate you. I love you. I hate you. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Hiram needs to die for her to, to be... Happy. I, yeah, is he what ruined her? Yeah. I, I think a big part of it is. I also think the problem is that they kind of gave her a very um, adult position too early. Like, I think that they... I mean, yes, Betty was, like, chasing down serial killers and stuff, but she was doing kind of, like, hardcore business stuff when she was in high school. Yeah. Partially because of her dad. And I think that just kind of made her stuff, like... It right. was less Business about, high school is... Yeah. is, is no one takes that stuff seriously. Right, exactly. So I think that's part I mean, of the Teen thing. shows do that all the time. Teenage yeah. girl runs business. Right. And like, in Smallville, it was a coffee shop. And you're a little bit more willing to buy that. That's so weird. That's though. like a business that's some, that like someone could run, I guess. That's like an exhausting job. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how Lana Lang did it. Yeah. Like, she ran the whole thing by herself? Was it her parents' shop? Yeah, she was like the, the, the manager <laughs> on any given day. Yeah, I... And then she lived above it. Like, it was a whole thing. It's a weird Cool thing. set, though. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's kind of part of the reason they do it, because it's like, oh, it's a space for the teens, <laughs> right. so a it's, teen it's runs a, it. It's a job and a, and a friendly meeting place. Right. It can, be, it can be all the things. And it makes sense. But, but I think the problem is that she became a businesswoman and all that. And it's not early. just business. It's high-end business. Right. Yes. <laughs> She's not selling it's, it's always like, oh, and she's dealing with millionaires. Right. And, and, and that makes it even more preposterous. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess she's an adult now, but it's just, it feels like a lot. Well, where would you like to go next? The Cheryl and Kevin plotline. Drama I called theater? this one Drama Club. Drama Club. Here's my new theory. Everyone who is in that congregation, they do not think they're going to church. It's an immersive theater event. That's what I think too. Yes. They're, they're like, it's like cabaret. Amazing. You know, you gotta see it. It's it's every every week it's a different thing. There's like an ongoing storyline. It's crazy. They're all they're all in they're, they're the, but like the theatrics. The outfits, it's amazing. Like there, there's some local, there's some New York theater buffs who like drive out for oh, it. Yeah. They make the 30 minute drive every week so they can see it. You know, this would be totally my shit. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely be trying to make you go to this. Yes, and I and I wish, I wish it just was that. Yeah, that'd be very weird. So <laughs> very meta. Cheryl and Kevin are like, we're ending mass with another Broadway musical number, as is normal in church. We're doing Jason, the technical dream cloak. And then Penelope comes out and she's like, enough. And then like the fire goes up as she says it. I kind of appreciated this. Uh, and from, from the reading of this just being immersive theater, it's already better. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's saying there's the no singing. Jason commands it because as you all know, he was a young man of few words. This was so funny. She's just like, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, no more. None of this. And, uh, Cheryl, this was about me and you've made it about yourself. So Kevin is extremely game for shenanigans within the ministry. Very game. Which now I understand why we put him in the Cheryl plot because she needed someone to talk to about this stuff who wasn't her insane grandmother. Right. They need to upstage Penelope, Penelope and they reveal a little known fact. If you perform three miracles, you become a saint. I think that's a pretty known fact. I didn't think I knew that fact. <laughs> Catholic John? Come on. Yeah, I know. And I watch evil. You watch evil. You should be an expert. <laughs> But they're going to do them like magic tricks. Right. So this is just fucked up, actually. So uh, once the congregation shows up for their weekly show, uh, Cheryl shows them herself turning water into maple syrup. Water? I wish they would reveal how they did it. Yeah. Is it water made out of maple syrup? Is it maple syrup? Is water made out of maple syrup? Isn't it already maple syrup? (laughs) Is it maple syrup made out of water? I feel like water should be a part of the maple syrup concoction. Do you have some in your kitchen? Can we go check? Well, I know there's definitely water in it because every liquid has water in it. But like, I don't know. I just feel like, I guess it's made from a tree. So I don't know. What's your point? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not as hard as wine. Oh, you think they just added water to something, to they like a mixture have. and then that made it maple syrup? Yeah, like, like not like the quality kind, but like, you know, the Aunt Jemima's like, pow- you know, there's probably a powder you could add and then just. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem that hard. Kevin intros their second miracle. Uh, Cheryl gets the stigmata, which is the wounds that uh, Jesus had on the cross. So holes in hands, feet, and like a puncture in the rib. Yeah, Jason didn't have those things. No, no. They call them the holy wounds of Jason. uh, And um, Jason didn't die like that. No. Jason got shot in the head. (laughs) That'd be horrible, though, um, if he did. Now, this this did happen on Evil. Yeah, I figured. And... I'm going to talk more about evil at the end of this plot line. Oh, you like evil. Oh, have you? Have I talked about evil? You have. Yeah. 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 Well, all I'm saying is that if, if Cheryl thinks she's a saint, the Catholic Church is going to have to send some assessors out oh, to see if it's the real deal. And I, I would lose my mind if an, episode, if an episode of evil had them talking to Cheryl Blossom to determine if she's a saint and... and like David being like, mm, she can't be a saint. Are you kidding me? This person? No, 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 no. I refuse. Kevin has a list of miracles to do for the for the last one. 
uh, Cheryl wants to do something with bees. Sure. Well, Kevin can't be involved because <laughs> he's allergic. <laughs> You're welcome. And Cheryl's like, no matter. Nana taught me the ways. Yeah. So this didn't seem like a magic trick. I don't remember when she used bees on Mr. Honey. She put bees in his office or something. Huh. Yeah. I do remember it, but not specifics. Well, uh, Cheryl brings a case of poorly CGI'd bees. To, so poorly CGI. It's like one layer of bees that just move back and forth. <laughs> Penelope calls this deceit in front of the whole congregation. And they're like, ooh, ooh, good episode this week. <laughs> Kevin asks who they'll put their faith in. Cheryl holds bee-covered honeycomb in her hands and calls herself queen of the bees and makes Penelope leave. Penelope's so like, intense. I just wanted to have a hobby after, after prison. Right, exactly. She wanted to start her own cult. And later, Kevin asked Cheryl how she did that with the bees. It was an ointment or something. And she's very scared of herself. She's like, I didn't do anything. But I'm feeling more connected than ever. I hated this. It's could creepy. I Could I be a real saint? <laughs> so. No. No, right? No, you can't be. <laughs> you can't be a saint. You are not a real saint. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was weird. What is... What are, what are they saying? Where is this going? I have a theory about that. Mm. Yeah. I hope, I hope that someone in the writer's room has been watching Evil and they do have like an assessor come just be like, oh, you did magic tricks? Well, yeah, you're a real saint. <laughs> yeah. And shuts this whole thing down. Maybe it'll be like, oh, uh, Cheryl just needed, um, you know, to feel connected to her brother. Maybe she'll start like a charity or something normal instead of this. Now, she only takes from people. She never gives. That's true. She's not, she's not very kind. Not a giver. Oh, Sad. And that's the whole Cheryl plot line. Okay, let's do... Did you combine Betty and Jughead? Yeah, Betty doesn't have a plot line this week. Okay, let's do that. Jughead is seven days sober. He's ready to start his apology tour. Which is weird because he hung out with all the people that he was apologizing to last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't ready then. Right. <laughs> And Jughead, where have you been? I'm not ready yet. <laughs> but you're here? Yeah, I want to see Josie. Right, but I'm not ready. <laughs> She's a big star. I like her music. <laughs> trying to figure out why her friend got her book turned into a movie, but I haven't gotten that yet. Yeah, he's very bad. <laughs> Betty isn't home with Alice, who's just been sad in the house this whole time. Where did the twins go? She's been sad in the house the whole time, and Jughead does not ask. <laughs> Like, <laughs> she's like Betty's at work in the highway he's like okay bye yeah yeah she's like crying like actively in front of him and he's like uh-huh okay yeah, yeah. We'll Betty tell left her me home alone I sure could use some company right now all right well tell Betty I was here <laughs> oh poor Alice uh Jughead is put on administrative leave by uh Principal Weatherby forgot he's he still like, had a joke you didn't even tell me you were you were leaving he's like yeah it just kind of happened I just some shrooms he's like I don't want to hear that all right? <laughs> yeah. we all have our cults just uh you're on administrative leave for a little bit not that we have teachers to spare not that we were paying you anyway so <laughs> Jughead gets a call from Sam if he doesn't deliver a manuscript today his career is over <sighs> Oh no, his yeah. career. <laughs> oh, he's looking forward to his second oh, book. No. Yeah. Jughead sequel. <laughs> the Mothmen. <laughs> we forgot about the Mothmen. We haven't talked about them in months. Well, we saw them last week and they were 
they're carbon monoxide. So it's fine. Tabitha apologizes to Jughead for not keeping an eye on him what while the he fuck? was tripping. What the fuck, Tabitha? You're fine. <laughs> You're not doing anything wrong. He's like, no, 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 I'm sorry. You should be, Jughead. She's like, well, I forgive you. Okay. <laughs> she is, like, obsessed with him. She's, yeah. I There was a moment where I'm like, I guess if she likes them both so much, she can just date both Betty and she Jughead. She should date both of them. But neither of them should date each other. They should just right. both date her. Right, exactly. I, it's weird to me. It's like, are we really just going to have Tabitha being, like, not into Betty? She's doing a lot of a heavy lifting to be in love with Jughead. Yeah. But it seems much easier when she has scenes with Betty. Exactly. Like, I believe it more. Like, like Lena Luthor in Supergirl, where she's clearly in love with Supergirl, no matter how much they try um, to write around that. Like, yeah. I haven't watched that show, but now... Kate, like, Kate McGrath, yeah. who plays Lena Luthor, Lex Luthor's younger sister, has been playing the role like she is in love with Supergirl <laughs> since season two. I can't wait to watch YouTube compilations that clearly just shows like it's like the AU right, right. whatever. They, they slow things down. They put they put like a like a music under yes, it. Like it's the, my favorite like the community stuff. bit. And I it's love just it. all of their eye contact moments. Exactly. Exactly. Jughead Jughead asked Tabitha, I wrote like a manuscript while I was tripping, right? And she's like, Yes. That's gone. But Betty <laughs> gave it to your ex girlfriend Jessica, and you probably shouldn't see her right now. Uh annoying. Well, he doesn't have any time left, but he does, later at the sex bunker, remember that girl he slept with at the beginning of the season and the manuscript she gave him. He's like, wait, Caitlin was talking about this being an option for me. Let me see. Apparently her book is great. So her book is a riff on The Rules of Attraction, which is a Brett Easton Ellis novel. God, they really do love Brett Easton Ellis almost as much as you did. Almost. Not, probably not as much as I do. Probably not as much as 19-year-old Caitlin did. 19-year-old Caitlin has a Brady Stanellis tattoo. Well, I mean, 20-some-year-old Caitlin also has a Brady Stanellis. Because they don't go away, those they tattoos. Don't, they don't go away. Like that bird tattoo, you that also That fucking bird like tattoo. It. Yeah, I, I actually prefer my Brady Stanellis tattoo to my bird tattoo. It's just... Listeners, yeah. if you're going to get a tattoo, make sure you're sure. <laughs> I was so sure. Don't get them. That's my advice. Oh, I like my tattoos. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just don't have me get them. <laughs> That's, I don't care guys, what you guys get. Guys, stop bullying Caitlin and getting tattoos. It's well, been really bad. It's so funny. You know, I was talking to Chelsea and she's like, let's all get tattoos. And I was like, Chelsea, look, here's the thing. It's very Chelsea. I make mistakes every single, every single time. I got the smallest. I went to an event and I got a free tattoo. And now I have a really small, tiny, 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 tiny L.A. Dodgers symbol on my stomach. Well, why do you keep picking these things? You don't care about the Dodgers. I didn't know it was a Dodgers symbol. That's the problem. I thought it was just repping my city, John. <laughs> then everyone's like, oh, you're a Dodgers fan? I'm like, no. <laughs> why would you say that? So, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love Los Angeles though, and if they have a baseball team, which allegedly they do, I guess I support them also. Yeah, yeah. I know we have some young listeners. This is just a warning to you. You know, know what you're doing, because it's very expensive and painful to get things ripped yes. out of your skin. Um, absolutely. If you are considering getting a tattoo. 
try to find an opportunity to do a temporary version of it where you can really think about it's a good idea. Uh, 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 placement and what it will be like to have it forever for a little bit before you go and get uh, and make any commitments, and especially financial commitments, the real thing. Yeah. Yes. That's healthy. That's healthy advice. Yeah. Don't ever listen to me about anything also is the other piece of advice. Except Riverdale. Except for Riverdale. You should I, listen to her yeah. about Riverdale. You're doing it now. You're listening right. to this now. That's right. Anyway, speaking of bad decisions, Jughead tells Sam that this book he just read was written by him and then <laughs> describes a book about a uh, girl in college. Yeah, which is not what exactly what the Rules of Attraction is about. I mean, it is about a college. It's not like about a specific... Well, uh, it's fine. Right. Then he rips the cover page off, and he gets a text from Betty. She agrees to meet Jughead to talk. Oh, where? Like, well, someplace that isn't, like, super loaded with our own sexual past and history. The bunker! The bunker. Let's go to the bunker. (laughs) So they talk. Betty has been dressing like Polly and hitchhiking every night. Every trucker must know who she is by now. (laughs) Everyone knows. Oh, yeah, no, don't pick her up. No, she's going to accuse you of murder. You don't want it. Have there been more murders since she's been on the case? What happened to Squeaky? Do you remember Squeaky? Did anyone give a shit about Squeaky? Is she still dead? Is she, like, missing? I don't think they ever found her body. Oh, right. Squeaky was the girl from... Yeah, yeah. I knew Squeaky wouldn't matter. Yeah, bad, bad wig, Squeaky. Squeaky who had a horrible wig. Why should it not be a wig and I'm just insulting this poor girl's hair? But, yeah, she's fine. I, I don't know if she's okay. I so want... To just be a wall, fly on the wall of the writer's room to see how they plan or don't plan a season out. Well, I think this season... just so much stuff gets forgotten. This season, I think, is particularly tricky also because we had such long hiatuses. So maybe this whole book thing, right? It's only been, what, 10 episodes, I think? Which is understandably a lot of episodes. But it's also been like six or seven months since we got this core of book situation. So if it was like two months, we probably would be like more, oh, right, the book. But it's been like almost a year. Yeah, all of this stuff. <laughs> you could have done like two more arcs in the time you spent on these arcs. Yes. Well. Like it's been a ridiculous slow burn and I don't believe we're hitting the, the fireworks factory anytime soon. I like that metaphor, fireworks factory. Yeah. Like how in Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah. At the end, right? they, they're, they're in the fireworks factor when you get to the big fight scene. Yeah, yeah. that's a whole thing. Very fun. Yeah. yeah. Jughead apologizes to Betty for her, the voicemail he left her that one time and then was like, I barely remember it. And I was hoping she would just play it for him. Right <laughs> Imagine she has it on no, tap. I saved it. He admits to her that he's an alcoholic and she responds like, too. But they're drinking this whole time, aren't they? I, I think they are. I, when he was, I was like, is that soda? Like, shouldn't we have had like a can of soda just to clarify that he is in fact sober, but he right. is not? And he's finished his drink and he's, yeah. like, he's like, can you fill me up? And she pours him some scotch and she's like, yeah, of course. You yeah. addict. Yeah. Well, she's not exactly dealing with her problems either, although she's addicted to hunting serial killers. So it's kind of more noble, I guess. I, I wish she had been like, I'm an addict too. I'm addicted to hunting serial killers. And Jackhead was like, actually, I've been to AA. That's not the same. <laughs> yeah. They said specifically that there was a different meeting for that. I have a disease. <laughs> Jughead would do that. She missed his book party to join the Trash Bag Killer Task Force. Feels like she could have texted and, him and that. And this would have been a great point for her to be like, and then this is what happened to me. 
But instead, she's like, I'm going to hold on to why I was in the pit for at least three more episodes because I really want to drag this out. I feel like my storyline hasn't been going hard enough. Yeah. Also, don't you think she could have texted him like, hey, I was on my way to come to your party, but then I had to go deal with the Right. Trash Isn't this great? Then. Congratulate me. I got into the task force I wanted to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think Drunken should have left her that voicemail, and that was shitty. But also, you know, girl, like you could have told him. Communication's key. <laughs> yeah. He suggests she take a break from hunting men on the highway. I think, and I think he's right. Yeah. But she doesn't think she can. She just loves hunting men on the highway. Life is a highway for Betty. Sam calls. He loved the new book, kid. <laughs> that is exactly how he sounds. And Jughead tells him he didn't write the book. And then Sam's like, get a plagiarist to boot. Ah. Yeah. Sorry, kid, I love you, but I gotta drop you as a client. Poor Sam. He's having a hard time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sam only had one client, which yeah. was Jughead. And Looks then Jughead's like, like what, what about you just get the girl who wrote the book? He's like, oh, I'm going to be just fine. Bye, yeah. Jughead. He's <laughs> like, actually, that is more than is convenient. Oh, that really does solve most of my problems. Yeah, yeah. So at least, you know, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's happy. He's like, oh, I also rep this other girl from your hometown, Melody. She's doing amazing. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> she is the one making me all the money. Jughead turns around and Betty is gone. Tabitha... Recognizes the Jughead's caught in a backslide. They started drinking again. And she promises to take care of Betty while he takes care of himself. And that's when I said, oh, maybe she should just date both of them. Yeah, for sure. He promises to stay on the wagon and go to his meetings. Betty is going to leave Alice sleeping alone on the couch when Tabitha <laughs> shows up at her door saying that she won't let Betty keep doing this alone. Betty's like, oh, okay, uh... Do you, need, do you need a closet full of stripper clothes? She says, yes. Do you have one? She's like, yeah, it's right upstairs. <laughs> Perfect. Jacket goes back to AA, back to one day sober. Tabitha and Betty work the highway. What a terrible strategy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, are they bringing like weapons yeah. or like bugs? Like, does Kevin have like a... Right. Does Tabitha have any kind of uh, self-defense training? But like, don't, should they like at least have like like somebody like at home like knowing where they are and like having like a wire on them or right something. right tabitha could be like back at the fbi station with like an earpiece right. and being like you're doing great just like she was a couple episodes ago now they're both being like if you're gonna stab person now you have two targets <laughs> right <laughs> right exactly thought that was a little uh not what? Not thought through. What are we doing here? <laughs> We're trying to kill the person who killed. I hate Fox. this. I, what? I can't like when the season started. It was like scary truck. I was like, oh, that could be like one scary or two truck. cool action scenes. Yeah. And then it's like, no, it's just gonna be a sad girl on a highway all the time. I do think that Lily Reinhardt gets to play quite interesting here. Like, a, there's a piece of her. She's in the the Dark Knight of the Soul. Do you do you think she's enjoying this? Having to sit across from her ex-boyfriend and be vulnerable? Probably not. Having to do a bunch of night work out in the cold street of in, in Canada? They, they gave her a fur jacket. <laughs> She's fine. She's fine. She actually looked a lot like her stripper in uh, Hustlers, I yeah, thought. I was yeah. like, oh, that's cute. Now that was a good character. Yeah, she's cute. Super cute there. So I think the last thing we have is uh, the military tribunal. Tragedy boys with an eye. Tragedy boys. Yeah. Archie's seeing ghosts again. He was like, ah, Josie distracted me from all these ghosts I see yeah, all the time. Yeah, That would have been funny if last week when Josie's doing the singing in <laughs> class, in the they're in the background keeping the melody <laughs> and like dancing along with everybody. That'd be great. Uh, General Taylor is retiring 
with full honors. Oh, no. Wasn't he under investigation? Well, era, actually, Archie, the writers dropped that plot line. I did they, not remember they, that. They forgot they had started that one, didn't really come back to it, so we're not doing that anymore. Well, Ar- Archie can't move on. So Frank finally asked Archie what happened at Army. It's like Bingo was his name-o. Oh, yeah. I told you about Bingo, right? Yeah. They were sent on a covered-up mission to take out a warlord. Archie pushed back, but was convinced to go along with it. They got caught in some trenches and needed to get a signal out, and Archie decided he would take the risk and head out to higher ground and call for help. But when he got back, everyone was dead except for Bingo and Eric, and then Bingo died, and so did Eric's leg. Uh, did Eric kill all of them, do you think? <laughs> no, serious. Like, do you think Eric killed them? It could, could be. Could, yeah. could happen. I, I don't know if they're... I, I don't know if Eric is the plant you think he is. I think they were just like, what if we had a character who was disabled? And they were like, oh, well, what if he were just a nice boy all the time? And that was it. No, I think... What if he had nothing interesting about him? I'm convinced he's the murderer. I think that he got traumatized in the war, he killed his whole squad or whatever, and then... Yeah. Here's, here's why I don't think he's the trucker murderer. Okay. Because people were being killed by the trucker murderer while they were at war. Right. That is confusing. I do understand. <laughs> but what if that didn't matter? You know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. What if nothing mattered? What if nothing mattered? What if these facts that you're saying actually didn't matter? I just feel like I'm usually right in, on this. I feel like well, my, we'll my track record is guessing it right. Like... We'll see. Three out of four times. We'll see. I'm thinking it's Eric. We'll see. We'll see. I don't have another theory. Well, my other theory is that it's Frank, but he was in jail, so... My theory is that they're going to introduce them when we meet them. Or it was that guy who was obsessed with Mothman out in the woods. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Huh. Anyway, could also be Fangs. It makes me angry that I don't have a good theory, because it makes me think they don't know either. I think in they, fact, I'm pretty sure they did not come into this with any idea who, who could the possibly be. Murderer and I think they usually don't know who it is when they start a mystery. And that's why it always turns into this kind of mess. Like, oh, well, hey, the Jelly Bean <laughs> one was pretty solid, I thought. I thought that actually played out really well. There was no consequences. No, no, but I thought that was kind of like a, a it was fun like, twist. She barely even hurt anybody. It was just like, okay, you made people a little bit uncomfortable a couple times. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of like Ooh, the fun big, thing. Big scary thing. I, my favorite kind of mystery is sometimes where it's like you think it's going to be one extreme and it ends up being like unexpectedly chill. I don't know why, but it it, uh, it brings me joy. That was a growl. The show sucks. Be nice to the show, John. The sh- be better. John. Why am I the problem? John. <laughs> John. Are you, are you going to go on your apology tour to Riverdale? Has it been enough time? <laughs> they got to earn it. They, they got to earn it. Archie doesn't think that General Taylor should get honors for, you know, commanding that mission. And uh, Frank doesn't think Archie can fix this, just to be realistic, but Archie has to try. So Archie visits General Taylor. He's wearing his little El Royale sweater. Aww. He's like, yeah. I think you should just retire quietly. <laughs> and the general's like, no. Yeah. Uh, what do you know? He has the line where he goes, you might as well have gone backpacking through Europe. And I had to pause the TV and for a second I was just like, God, I wish. What? The, it, Archie went backpacking through I Europe? I feel like early Archie, you know, he had three interests. Football, uh-huh. music, girls. and girls. Mm-hmm. And 
through process of elimination, we wound with football, which led into Army. And I'm like, damn, if we hadn't made fun of his, him for his music so much, he could have gone backpacking us. through Europe. And Blank we would have had like had like a really fun chill Archie with like with like hippie hair this season. That would have actually been, been really like cool. I really got in touch with my emotions. Yeah. Actually, I would have loved that if you know, that's kind of an interesting idea if they did an episode where Archie went down a different path. Sliding doors. Yeah. What if it's like if those <laughs> podcasters didn't make fun of him for making music, he wouldn't be so interested in the physicality of sport. Jeffrey Wright Uatu the Watcher is like, but what if Archie didn't join the military? You know, what if he liked music and got and got backpacking through Europe? What if he just dated <laughs> ma- dated a girl and like fell in love with really early? Yeah. What if he fell in love with Val? What if he stayed with Josie? Yeah. Well, if he stayed, with, yeah. Val and Josie, he, he and Josie would just be, he'd be with her when she hears about her dad. He'd be comforting her yeah. and she wouldn't run away. And It would have been nice. It would have been good. Anyway, Sliding instead up. we're stuck with the military reality. Yeah. And the trauma boys. The trauma boys. <laughs> General Taylor won't stand down. So Archie plans to call for a military tribunal. I don't know is, what, is that a trial? It's army trial. Okay, it's army trial. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I don't know if this is like something that JAG would handle. Judge judge Advocate General. I didn't know what that meant, ever. I knew it was his show. Yeah. Okay. You know what was a spinoff of that show? Nickus. Nickus. Yes, I do. That's right. Never forget. I have a friend who works on that show. No, what's their name? Maybe I know uh, I don't know. There's no paper trail to support Archie's claim. Everything's stacked against him. This could really blow up in his face. But he can't keep quiet any longer. You know, we could have done a fun... Fun trial episode where, like, oh, Veronica will be your lawyer or something. Sure. Or like, everyone helps him do a mock journey, mock trial to prepare. It's like a team effort with all with everybody on the same side. Veronica should be a lawyer. That would have been <laughs> but great. But instead, it's all about Archie um, going around and asking family members of his platoon for permission to do this. Right. And so we get, like, three... Three local Canadian actors who apparently <laughs> were directed to be as emotionless as possible in their scenes. You mean the women? Or, or not the women? Especially the, the women. But like, okay. So we get, we start with Travis's mom. Right. And like okay, the first yeah. thing she says is like, I blame you for my son's death. Do you blame you for, your, for my son's death? Because you should. I hate you. <laughs> my son wrote to me every day and he said, oh. I'm going to live. I'm going to live because Archie Andrews is protecting me and I love him and he's the best. And now he's dead now and I blame you for that forever. And you should not sleep soundly because I hate you. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that's the attitude she comes at him with. <laughs> that's so sad though. And then Jim's brother is like, oh, my brother Jim. Uh, he wrote me so <laughs> many letters. Jim's brother was like, <laughs> my brother Jim. I'm I'm the brother of Jim. Yeah. Uh, he wrote me so many letters about you. He was like, all the guys really love Archie Andrews. <laughs> he is the best. He's my best friend. He's gonna get me out of here alive. Ar- is Archie writing these? <laughs> Archie said, "I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have picked up his letters. I sent around showing absolute faith in me." <laughs> what if you guys sent these letters to your family? <laughs> Can I get the room's home address? Everyone in this platoon was like, I kind of want to have sex with Archie Andrews. <laughs> Signed Archie. God damn it. No. I'll be out He was like, for my brother Jim, because I'm Jim's brother, I'll give you my full support for this military tribunal. Oh. And then Aiden's wife, who truly has like the lowest energy performance of anyone, she's like, my husband's dead, but I have a baby now, so I need to raise the baby. You can do whatever you want. 
I was trying to figure out. My husband's dead. I'm 22. How old was that baby? (laughs) I was trying to figure that out. And how long were they in the military for? I need to focus on my son in the future. Do whatever you want. That's so creepy. Don't ever do that again. That's that's her playing widow. Well, I thought the baby was very realistic. (laughs) I didn't even physically see a baby. No, the baby wasn't. There's my baby. She points to the edge of the screen. They're right over there. Can you see them? No, the baby is in like a playpen. Like one of those... uh, you know, like um, fabric ones or whatever, yeah. and like she picks it up and it just like literally looks like a pile of blankets. <laughs> she just tosses it back and forth in her hands. Go <laughs> along, throws it. Exactly. It's uh, there's no baby in there. Right. So Archie is going alone to the tribunal, but he invites Eric to come with him. And Eric is like, I actually, I actually can't. Uh, the general had taken me aside before this one too. He told me this would be their glory. And they're like, like the movie Glory, where they run up the hill and everyone gets shot to death. And they're like, I didn't yes, first see that movie. Yes, that's exactly what. Oh, it's a big, like, it's one of those, like, Civil War movies that they play a lot in history class uh, in high school. They ran up a hill and they all died? Yeah, well, but don't worry. It was the Confederates. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. But no, no, not sorry. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, I think that's Bunker Hill. I can't remember which. I'll one. Google it. Eric was meant to snipe that warlord. He's going to get him. That was his top priority. So he left the unit unprotected and he blames himself for getting them killed. And mostly he blames uh, that on his leg. He's like, ah, I lost my leg because I went to kill this warlord. I'm pretty sure Eric killed all these people. Maybe. I would. Okay. Yeah, it just seems It it doesn't make logical sense that he killed everyone. And I don't. He's a sniper. Why? What would we get out of this? Oh, I don't know if we'd get anything out of it. I'm just saying sus. His story is sus as fuck. I just want to be clear. Caitlin thinks people are suspicious when they never do anything exactly. wrong and never hinted ever doing anything wrong. Exactly. But exactly. as That's soon you as know. you're, you know, a Cheryl who burns down homes right, not and threatens people, she's like, I trust her completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a trust there. And that, that is sus. Well, I think the reason for that kind of thing is because Cheryl has no shame and she doesn't need to be a good right. person to anyone. No, but you're so. always like you're always a twist hunter. Love a twist. So you're like you're like this Every person. This person isn't bad and doesn't seem capable of doing bad things, which is why it would be such a twist if they were. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. That is a hundred percent me. Yes. Yeah. Archie promises to keep Eric out of all of this. And then when he comes down in full uniform for the tribunal, Eric shows up and he's in a full uniform too. And he's like, I changed my mind. Isn't that great? We had that thing before the act break, but now it's after the act break and now we're fine. Yay. And then we cut to after the tribunal, you know, the most dramatic part of the story, the thing where they actually had to say their stuff and prove their case in front of people. You don't get to see that. Right. The verge is in. Uh, Corporal Eric Jackson was following orders and is in good standing. General, General Taylor is being discharged without honors. They did it. They solved war they and solved PTSD war. by just saying something. Yeah. And so the trauma boys go out for drinks and Archie sees them ghosts outside of their uniforms and injuries. And he's like, to you, I solved my problems with you. And they're like, goodbye forever. <laughs> goodbye forever, friend. And Tabitha's like, more ghosts? Get out of here. <laughs> She's like, has the sage brush in her hand. Leave, be gone. Don't hurt my friends, Tabitha. And that's the episode. That's the episode. And I just feel so lost in the wind this season. It feels so aimless. Well, I'm curious if they're going to finish the mysteries of this season. Can you imagine if they don't? I don't know. If they don't finish the episode, any of the mysteries this season, then what 
we'll how see. much time do you feel like has been wasted? Has been wasted? Do you feel like you've been wasting any time with this? Because I feel like I've been wasting some time with this. I mean, I think... I think I want to know more about the Mothman than I did originally. <laughs> because we've been doing it for so long. But I don't know. Maybe we finished the Mothman mystery. Do you feel satisfied with that? No. Yeah. No. I would like them to finish it more. But ah, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I'm not having fun. You're having fun. I'm not having fun. You're having fun with me, right? Yeah, I enjoy doing this with you. Yeah. But I'm having, honestly, I'm having a hard time wanting to watch the show, wanting to watch the show again to take notes on the show. Oh, you watch it more than once? Yeah, I, I, I watch once so I can just watch it on its own terms. And then I have to watch another time where I keep pausing to take notes. Very impressive, John. Thank you And the that. stupid, and I can only watch it on the CW app, which has the worst commercials. Oh, the worst? And, and, and there's no non-commercial version of it. That is annoying. That is annoying that they don't have that. Right? I tend to just buy it on Amazon because I'm lazy. Throw money at problems like Veronica does. Yeah. 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 Why would I want to own this? Oh, yeah. This isn't good enough to own. <laughs> this isn't good enough to own. Uh, what do we do now? Spoilers? Not spoilers. Rumor mill? Rumor No, wait. Who is our citizen of the week? Eric helped out. No, it's Tabitha, I Well, guess. she's always great. I don't feel good about any of the people this week. I don't know if I want to give it to anyone. <laughs> Nobody gets Everyone a prize. Everyone sucks this week. Alice needs help. Someone give her a hug. Are you kidding me? Give Alice a hug. You know what? Kevin is the citizen of the week because he defrauded people outside of the, well, I mean, he knows he's just doing a a show. Like he knows his performance art and he's in it and he's having fun. And he was my favorite this week. Good for you, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. And then rumor mill. Who aged like fine wine. Oh, aged like fine wine. You know, even though Alice was sad, she still looked good. So, just, you know, she needs a win. I feel like Alice really needs a win this episode. Uh, Aged like fine wine. Yeah, I guess. I got nothing for this one. I'm really disappointed with this episode. Well, tell me what... I didn't think this one bothered me that much when I was watching it. It was just nothing to talk about. Well, I mean... Except that we've been talking for... Oh, an hour and eight minutes. Some people might disagree. They might think this podcast is too long. So, uh, so okay. Next week, there's going to be a death, probably. What makes you say that? That was all in the commercial. Oh. Who do you think is going to die? I don't know. You know what? It would be cool if the show had any means of setting that up to make me feel like a death was coming. Well, they do have that thing. One thing we didn't mention was in the end of the Tabitha and Betty plotline, Jughead says this thing that he says that uh, he thinks something very bad is going to happen. They're obviously not going to die. But do you think we're finally going to meet the trucker murderer? The real question is if they can make it exciting that we would finally meet the trucker murderer. Yeah. After all this time. Do you think it could be sweet? <laughs> I feel like I lost track of Betty somewhere along the way. Especially since we came back from hiatus. Which I don't I, I don't the, the, the recent one, the long one. I can't figure out 
where she thinks she's going, what she wants, what she needs, what the story would best be served giving her or taking from her. Mm -hmm. I thought this episode where she uh, said that she thought she was addicted to all this and that she more enjoys hunting serial killers than socializing with people was good and is in line with the first of the time jump season yeah when she is shown at home instead of going out with glenn but at this point i don't know if she would be better served by finding this trucker killer or if she never finds the trucker killer i don't know what she's out there looking for on those streets herself is it? I don't know. You know, she is, if she finds that she only has a purpose in hunting murderers and she can't find this one that took her sister from her. What happens then? What would that turn her into? That could be interesting. And if she does find this one, then what? You're saying this like a scary story and I'm getting scared. It's like either way, I feel like the only way this ends is her going deeper in this, but I don't know if there is any deeper in this if she's already ditched the FBI. Like, right, like what happens? Where do you go from there? Yeah. No, I know. I mean, I feel like she has to find something out about this. I don't think... I can't imagine a world where she never solves the... Can you imagine if this season just ends with her and Tabitha starting like a murder podcast? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Moving into a hotel in New York City. Steve yeah, yeah, Martin yeah. They, they live with Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena oh, Gomez. That would be great. I am still an episode behind, though. No spoilers. I've, I've only seen the first three. You were ahead no, no, of no. me. Episode four, yeah. Episode four is out, so that's the only one I haven't seen. There's five episodes then, out. Damn it. Two episodes behind. Two and a half episodes behind. Wait, so what are you watching this week? Are we there already? Yeah, we talked a lot oh, about my Eric else? theories. <laughs> All right. Um, I actually have like a bunch of things. Um, want to talk about Why the Last Man? Yes, that was brought up earlier today. Because, uh, so I've read this comic book, but the, 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 the premise is that one day every mammal on earth. Mammal. With a Y chromosome. Okay, there we go. Dies. Cool. Just dies. Just dies. All of the animals? Even the cute little animals. No! <laughs> Okay. In the show, it's the same? Yes. So all of the men die. That could be bad for the fishing industry. It's... I don't know how to tell you this. It's bad for a lot of industries. There's a lot of incredibly important industries that men have historically kept women out of. Oh. And so in the aftermath, they're like, oh, we don't have power because all these power plants were run by men and there's like one woman who has to be working there 24 7 oh my god imagine and has to like teach our army guys how to do any army women how to do anything oh like new york starts crumbling the infrastructure starts falling apart almost immediately uh. and they can't feed everybody right yeah see i was the, the line of succession is annihilated because there's only one woman in it anywhere you know senate has like Two, maybe three female senators. Wait, that's definitely not true. There's only three. There's not only three female senators. There's a lot more female congresswomen than there are senators. Than there are senators. senators. I would believe that. I'm going to look it up. 
Oh, there are 24 women in the Senate. Wow. That's now I still feel not a lot, though. Out of a, out of 100 senators, yeah, there are 24 women. That's that's not a lot. It's not a lot. Fortunately, it's definitely more than three. But there, a lot of the ad campaign has been about, like, you know, yeah. think about this. Nearly every uh, airline pilot is a man. Uh, so even the women on those planes are in a plane where all the men around them die and the plane falls out of the sky. That's absolutely horrible. Yeah, well, that's kind of like, it's kind of like a, the leftovers where it's just like, it's very leftovers, yeah. very, very like living in the Marvel world after they kill yes, 50% exactly, of people. Yes, that's exactly, yeah. Uh, except for uh, one guy and his pet monkey. Okay, so um, no shade to this comic. Is the whole thing about this one man, the whole show... So, the comic was written by a man. Okay. And it was very much about this one man. Yeah. The show is written by women. Okay. <laughs> and it's very much about the women... Cool. ...and this one man. Okay. It's I mean, not a comedy that. about him being able to be with all the women now it is it is very much a drama about what this does to the world it sounds fun definitely sounds fun imagine if those after all of that it's like and the airlines they all go down but really at its core and then it's fine yeah it's about this one guy having multiple girlfriends yeah it's great uh and other than that i've been listening to the new uh uh, album by Lil Nas X oh uh, Montero and it's great it's very good that the song Montero, like "Call Me by Your Name." Right, but the whole album yeah. is called Montero. No, I know, but just that's like my favorite song. Right, it's a great song. It's such a, it. it's such a good one. You should listen to the whole album. Yeah, I will. He's good. I don't usually listen to full albums by people. It's like Taylor Swift and like Olivia Rodrigo. That's mm-hmm. it. But I probably would listen to this one because I love that song so much. Yeah, he's good. He's cool. I like his pregnancy campaign. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, controversial or whatever, but I liked it. It's, it's just cool. like the Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. Oh, what Junior. Movie? Is that where about a pregnant Schwarzenegger man? Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. And we let him be governor of California. <laughs> you know you know how he won that one? Uh, recall. It was a recall. I know. I know. He actually, um, yeah, it, it's wild to me that that was a thing. Recall elections in California is a broken system, and I'm very glad it, it worked out. It didn't uh, go Ish. badly yeah. this time around. That being said, so much of primary Gavin Newsom. Well, he is married. For the primary... Oh. Gavin Newsom for the next election. What are you talking I thought, about? I thought you said someone should marry Gavin no. Newsom. No. And I was like, he is married. No, I have problems with Gavin Newsom. Right, no, he's, but he is married. Um, so, so that's that's what I heard. But yeah, no, 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 don't get me wrong. You know, this was a better scenario, but it's certain, it's not the ideal scenario. So, you know. Imagine if he was a single man and governor. <laughs> you thought I was out here be like, why and why isn't he married? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And I hate to inform you. Uh, there are more than three female senators and he is married. And those are our political fact checking of yeah. the day. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you watching? So I'm watching the other two, the new season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I brought that up before, did I? I don't think so. I've seen a couple of the first season. thought it was really fun. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's on HBO Max now, right? Yes, and so um, they're doing a really interesting thing. So the first season premise, if you guys haven't watched it, it's um, this like fourteen-year-old kid becomes famous on YouTube, like for singing, like kind of like a Justin Bieber thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, his two older siblings, one is like a former dancer, and she's kind of like you know floating around. And the other one's an actor, and they are, they yeah. they thought they were going to be the ones that get famous. Exactly, or they never even thought that this kid would like. He, but they love him. Like that's the thing that I like. About he's a him. nice kid too. He's not. He's not a little jerk. Exactly. That's I think the the best change between what I would think the show could be, 
and what it actually I is. I feel like there could have been an early 2000s version of the show where he was like a little a-hole that exactly. you wanted to murder all the time. Exactly. But he's just such a good kid. But in the second season, the he's still successful. The kid is still successful. But they kind of become successful in their own right because they are his siblings. And so it's sort of like about how even though they're getting some level of success, it's like how much do did they earn it? And also like this one girl, you know, Brooke is a sister. And so she went from being kind of like the fuck up to now being like special and like, you know, everybody is celebrating her for uh, being like a new businesswoman because she's kind of taking over the kid's career. It's just very smart how it kind of shifts um, and grows and evolves. And it's not the same joke over and over again, which I like. I think it's been a it's been a great season so far, and I'm excited to keep watching it. It's very fun. Well, didn't they change it up? Isn't like the mom the famous one in season two? Yeah, so the mom also becomes a talk show host, kind of like a Rachel Ray type. Oh. And it's just very funny because like as the season goes on, you can tell she's getting like burned out by it, but like it's just smiling through the whole thing, um, and it's very subtle, but like nobody's really like checking in on her like mental health or anything like that and i'm just like waiting for her to like snap yeah because she's such like a positive person but you're just waiting for her to like something happen it's also a very emotional show like it's not always like like it doesn't always lean into like the bojack horseman like super dark place but sometimes it does and it uh it's really good i like it a lot so yeah that's my recommendation hbo max and also watch generation because they canceled it but you should watch the first season. It's great. It's a teen drama. Excellent show. That's all. And also, Stargirl had like a really good fight this week. Like oh. a really cool fight scene where they kept doing this match cutting between three different fights. So like one person strikes a pose and they cut to another fight where someone's striking almost the same pose. That's and they cool. cut to the next part and they just keep cross-cutting between everyone. It's Congrats awesome. to the editor of Stargirl this and week. And the stunt team. Really good stuff. You aged like fine wine. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we do now? Oh, John, where can they find you? Find me on my blog. Your blog? Catch from the Rye. Catch from the Rye? W-R-Y. Wow. Uh, Good pun. Planning to write uh, something soon about comic books and the illusion of change. Ooh. 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 <laughs> I, uh, I'm at Riley Tweets on Twitter, R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. I'm also, well, we are also on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. Yes. Hit us up there. Send us questions. Send us uh, thoughts. Um, it's been really fun. Like some of you guys are, I mean, all you guys are super nice, but some of you guys have been connecting to us and I think that's really fun. And then there's the days where I'm like, I got a thing from Instagram. Oh, eight messages from Daryl Washington. Yes. Uh, me and Caitlin must be talking. Are you guys listening? Hey, what's going on? Yeah. So that's a shout out we got. Yeah. We, we chat, we get, uh, we get some Buzzfeed stuff there and some funny, uh, robot chicken things. I'm a little terrified of the robot chicken segments. That I get sent because the claymation freaks me out. Who's sending you? Daryl uh, Washington. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny, but it, it, the animation stuff freaks me out a lot. Does Robot Chicken keep doing Riverdale bits? Yes. It's a whole thing. Or Ar- at least Archie Comics bits. I don't know if it's technically Oh, yeah. Riverdale. They've been doing Archie Comics bits for a little long time. Yeah. yeah. Imagine them getting pissed when Riverdale came out. They're like, excuse me. Yeah. It's our, our bit is doing dark adult stuff with <laughs> Archie characters. Can you not do What's that yourselves? Happening? <clears throat> that's kind of the power of Archie the brand though is that they kind of do everything before anyone else can yeah yeah that's true that's very smart Archie's been hunted by the predator you know it's very weird it's a very weird choice but I'm happy that they uh, have some crossover that's mm. exciting yeah yeah so anyway John uh, 
I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, I believe that is also it for this episode. I'm going to go have some banana bread. I would really love to get to the point where I'm excited about Riverdale again. Well, would banana bread help? Yeah. Cool. Over and out, River Vixens.